0: It's This Week in Bourbon, and it's a pirate's life for me. And that's our sea song. Here's your headlines for November 17th, 2023. There's an attempt to reroute 21 pallets of bourbon from the Glenmore Distillery. Dixon Deadman releases a gem of Kentucky, in Michter's is dropping a 25-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean, instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium, hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof, and the flavoring grain for this one Hey, everybody. I started that off with our C song because we caught a... Ryan, you don't even know the comments that we got last time. Really? Or we, the, the be, C song? Well, because it was Rabbit Hole's release called C song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we just called it like season G or seasoning. Oh. Because, <laughs> that, yeah. I mean... That would make... You read the damn thing. I know I read it, but it's like you remove the space in the middle. So I'm supposed to say it as it as it's one word. And so I tried putting it together and phonetically, that's the way it So it is looks. C sun, then space G? No, it's C song. Like C space song is how you're supposed to say it, but they remove the space in the middle. So it's C song. <laughs> yeah. So like I've, it's, I graduated from college. Like I'm not like I yeah. barely did. <laughs> I was like, so I, I know I, I how to read. I get an excuse, but you were like a four zero or something that's crazy. I, I wasn't, like, I know what I'm doing, but I, I guess I just took it too literally and I just read it just as I thought it was going to be and that was, man alive, did we catch a lot of heat. You probably saw one. as a line of code or something. And you're <laughs> like, this is, this is what it is Seesaw. Yeah. Or season, season G. Yeah, that's why it was like season-ing or season G or we were just trying to say all these different things and, yeah, there was the the hints were in like they were between the lines when they talked about it. Literally said sea song at some point in there, but the release removed the space, and so now I look like an idiot in front of fifty thousand people that listen to this every single month. Well, moment. it's okay. I look like an idiot every day. <sighs> well, you know it is what it is. But thank you everybody that commented and sent messages and emails and direct messages, and Instagram messages, and Facebook messages, and everything else that you could get in contact with me to tell me that I was saying it incorrectly. So I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. We don't get enough from our wives, but, you know, <laughs> correction. So we need you all to add on to that. <laughs> Just keep it going. Why yep. not? Why not? All right, so uh, just some upcoming stuff that we'll we'll talk about. We have finally finished it up, but we just did our... Well, we will tomorrow, but it will be in our past. We did the bourbon sessions at the Rippey Mansion. but am sure it was awesome. It's going to be fantastic. Life-changing as, as usual. But for the most part, we're coming down towards the end of the year, so there's only one more pinnacle event that is coming up, and that's the Houston Whiskey Social. That's going to be on November 18th, which is actually this weekend, so... If you are going to be in the area, you love whiskey, you live in Houston, definitely go and check that out as well. Yeah, have you been to this or no? Houston Whiskey Soiree. Yeah, I did last year. Oh, you did? That's right. I thought you did. Yeah, I flew down there. It was, I mean, Chris Hart and Todd Grube and whatever Wade. No, I'm just kidding. We love Wade too. They do an amazing job putting it on. Like, how many people show up? It's close to like 2,000. Oh, wow. That's and a lot. It's in this hall. That is probably just as big as our distillery, but there are—that's a lot for two thousand people. Yeah, and I'm saying there's probably at least a hundred vendors there. Like, wow. there's a lot of whiskey to go through. And there's a whole separate room for like just Texas distillers, and then you have you know the the masses that are out in the other places. There's different types of—I'm going to say experiences, but different kind of ticketed items that you can do. I know that. Uh, what am I thinking of? sagamore was there last year and they were doing their own sort of separate ticketed event as well last year so there's a lot of cool things that they're doing and uh, they now that the laws have changed they started bringing in dusty bottles for like oh, vip cool. stuff so they're like even vips get dusty pours so it's it's a lot to do in like three or four hours sure wade has a booth serving wild turkey 101 <laughs> saying it's, <laughs> it's, the it's the best whiskey that. ever it's probably <laughs> rare breed you know yeah, it's, that's, rare that's, breed. that's the that's the yeah, it's he's the, the only region. It's the only whiskey you buy because it's affordable and available. <laughs> no, but he's, like I said, they do an amazing job. Really looking forward. Hopefully, but definitely go and check it out. We'll have a pursuit boot there. Ryan and I won't be there, but... Sure, there'll be a private goat boot there. Yeah, maybe. But I can tell you, Roger and Melissa will both be there, staffing oh, our booth, so make sure you go see Hyde great, great, great people. For sure. All right, before we dive into it, you had something new that you wanted to bring up this week. Yeah, so, I don't know. I thought we'd change it up, maybe selfishly this may or may not help me so i want to do a a new segment called bourbons and bets because so i do this we have five friends well four other friends there's five total we do a parlay on for college football it's a five-team parlay for college football five-team for nfl football it's against the spread so you pick a team if your team wins you don't have to pay but if you lose, you have to pay. So say three people win, two people lose. It's a $20 bet, so $100 total. So if two people lose, three people win, you owe, I owe 50 bucks. The other person owe 50 bucks. You get it. And so I'm doing really terrible this year. I'm like 6 and 12 on between college and NFL. So so what's your wife think of all this? <sighs> I mean. As long as you don't mortgage the house. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, you know, because of my 6 and 12 record, most weeks are, I'm losing anywhere between twenty to fifty dollars a week, so it's not too damaging to the the bank account, but it, it makes it fun. But I thought it'd be fun because Kenny absolutely knows nothing about not not absolutely nothing. You know college football, but you don't know. Listen, I know rules. Yeah, I I know like when I'm watching a game, I know exactly what's happening, but I don't I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention to who's. You know, who's BC, you know, who's who's top 25 this month or anything or this week? And I don't pay attention to that much stuff. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun having someone, a.k.a. Kenny, who knows a little bit about college football, just go in blindly and pick a college game against the spread and NFL game. And then I pick one as well. We post it on Fridays on our Instagram account. People can comment, give feedback. And I think it would just be fun. I don't know. It's kind of silly, but I think it'd be a lot of fun. All right. So is the the goal that we each choose a game or that you choose five games and then we choose? No, 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 no. Let's just choose. We'll keep it simple. You choose a game. I choose a game. Okay. So you go first then. All right. We're going to do college football. Yes. All right. I was looking at this. So I really was thinking, so Rutgers, who's my alma mater, is playing Penn State at Penn State. Penn State just came off the loss in Michigan. Rutgers is... Doing pretty decent this year. Rutgers is getting 20 and a half points on the road. So I feel like they got a good running game. They got a good quarterback. I feel like they're going to cover that spread. So I'm going to choose Rutgers versus Penn State. Yeah. Getting 20 and a half. I was going to say, I was like, I I at least know I come from Ohio State. So I know my big 10, right? And I know that at least Penn State will win. They're going to take out. Oh, yeah. They're going to take out the win. No problem. In regards to the spread, 20 and a half. That's a lot. Yeah. So, I, I mean... Is it okay if I take your side too? Because <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta pick your own game. Uh, well, okay. Well, okay. So you're gonna, you're gonna take that game, but I I agree that I think Rutgers will not cover that spread. No, I was saying Rutgers will cover. Oh, sorry, spread. Rutgers. <laughs> this is going well. Here we go. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, Remember, this is this is week one, folks. Yeah. All right. So I guess the the next thing I'll look at, I'll take I'll look at Michigan State versus Indiana. Okay. Uh, going, yeah, the, going the, ba- the Toilet Bowl. Well, I mean, going back into Big Ten, I, I have a I have a pretty high confidence that Michigan State not only will cover the spread, they will probably beat Indiana. Okay. So you're looking for the upset. That's what plus I'm, I'm kind of looking at right there. Yeah. I don't mind that. I mean, Indiana's been very meh. So is Michigan State. So, but like you said, Michigan State's got the legacy. Maybe that carries them through on this win. So yeah. I like that's it. what to say. I was like, I've got I've family that went to Michigan State. So I'll, I'll root for them. All so. right. So at this time, Michigan State's getting four points. So Kenny's picking Michigan State plus four, picking Rutgers getting 20 and a half points. So we're picking road dogs. I feel like you're taking the easy one out. I should have taken Ohio State versus <laughs> they're, Minnesota. They're never easy. I'm uh, 6 and 12 for the year. Because no. I mean, Ohio State has been absolutely dominating. Oh, yeah. They've year. been crushing it. dominating. Them, them in Michigan. So it'll be a good game when they play. All right, let's go to NFL. All okay. right. NFL is always tricky. So I was looking at this. You know why I hate NFL? Because they're just too damn good. They are. They're, they're just they're, too damn good. They They don't mess up there's so much parity. So, you know, I was looking at the, so the Cowboys are minus 10 and a half on the road to Carolina Panthers. Cowboys are rolling. Carolina's got a rookie quarterback. In my mind, I think Dallas keeps this momentum, rolls over the Panthers, wins by probably, I think, two to three touchdowns. So I'm going to take the Cowboys on the road, getting 10 and a half points. Okay, gonna be I'm gonna stick in the same realm with you with Texas because I think the Houston Texans are actually doing pretty good over Arizona. I think they're, I think they'll be able to cover. It's just yeah, f- CJ Stroud's crushing it right now. It's a it's a five point spread, so I'm gonna take Houston on that one. Okay, so we have Ryan taking Dallas at minus ten and a half, and Kenny's taking the Texans. We're going well just for the Houston Bo social. You're gonna take uh, there the go. Houston Texans. I didn't even think <laughs> about it, but you put it together for me, didn't you? Yeah. So there's our. Well, it's not week one, it's week whatever, and I don't even know what week it is. And Anyways, it's week one in bourbon and bets. So There we go. All right, everyone can make fun of us when we post this and like, you're dumbasses, but there we go. Do you have a jingle that you can do? I mean, you can't be like, da-da-da, da da, 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 da. <laughs> God, I don't know, clink, clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping a yeah, glass. Put some <laughs> glasses together and be like, yeah, here we go. be like, here we go. It's Bourbon and Bits. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll see if we can turn that into a jingle at some point. Yeah, it does jingle. Uh-huh. It is a, it is a jingle. Maybe not a jingle. Yep. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's go ahead. We'll dive in with the Bourbon News. And since we took a week off last week, we do have a little bit more than usual, but, you know, we have some I took the the highlights of what I saw over the the news feeds this past week. So the first one we look at is that Allied Market Research has published a new report titled North American Bourbon Spirits by Market, by Type, and by Alcohol, by Volume. And this is also by distribution channel on on on-trade versus off-trade. So, sorry, off-trade. According to the report, the North American Bourbon Spirit Market generated around $2,643,000,000 in 2021 and is anticipated to generate about $4,000,000,000 And $26 million by 2031, witnessing a continual annual growth rate of around 4.2% from 2022 to 2031, which I guess that still fares well for the category. However, based on this type, the weeded bourbon segment held the highest market share in 2021, accounting for nearly one third of the North American bourbon spirit market revenue. Really? And is estimated to maintain its leadership status throughout the forecast period. But, however, the barrel finish segment is projected to manifest the highest continual annual growth rate of five and a half percent from 2022 to 2031. So, as much as we want to put the kibosh on everything finished, the reports are telling us no, it's going to get even crazier. Yeah, but to be fair, that's you know, barrel finishing is so new. So to grow five percent, you know, it's I mean. what, you, what you're you starting from is, you know, a very low portion of the market. So basically you just got to get your wild turkey, your heaven hills and everybody else be like, just all you're gonna have is wine and sherry. So is this stuff just domestic sales or globally? I am not 100% sure about that one. Okay. But I'll finish this up. So also based on alcohol by volume, the 46% to 55% segment held the highest market share in 2021. However- That's not surprising. The 40 to 45% segment is projected to manifest the highest continual annual growth rate of around 4.9% through those few years to 2031. And so consumers in countries such as Canada and Mexico have opted for bourbons with around 40 to 45% ABV as they are price conscious. Yeah. That makes sense. And, yeah, we've seen that trend, especially this year, people trading down with economic uncertainties and to that proof proof point, so approachable, affordable. So it's not surprising. There's a lot of new bourbon drinkers getting in. So that makes sense. That's where they're going to start. But by 2030, it's going to be like. Cash drinks uh, <laughs> the the new hotness after these new people get their palates acclimated, which is kind of weird because I saw there was a great article by VinePair this past week that talked about you know of course the rise of tequila and tequila yeah most like part is gonna crash has been year. well I don't know about that but because so, of this this big rise people are getting into it yet it's not satisfying the whiskey palate enough because most people or sorry to say most tequilas are what like ninety. No, 90, at least. Less, Most of them are 80 to 86, I would say. So a lot of people that are venturing over from bourbon are going like, well, where's the cask strength? Where's this or what they call, quote unquote, still proof when it comes off the still, because yeah, they, they well, want something a little bit higher umph Because they got to add room for all the flavors and additives. <laughs> there and you tequila, go. Whatever it's <laughs> Hey, whatever it makes it taste when, delicious. When you, when you add flavors at cask strength, they come off really strong. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to add more vanilla. That's right. All right, so this is our first headline, which this was actually pretty recent. I, I was surprised to see this one. is that Owensboro Police Department officers say that there was an attempt to reroute 21 pallets of bourbon from the Glenmore Distillery last week. And so police say that a report was made on Friday from the distillery located on East 4th Street. The police report shows it happened sometime between last Tuesday and Friday. And it shows the stolen liquor is estimated to have a value of around $70,000. There is a suspect in the case, but the identity of that person is unknown just yet. An Owensboro Police Department reports that describes him only as a white male. An Owensboro Police Department public information safety, safety officer, Sir Dylan Evans, says he's unsure whether the alcohol was able to be recovered yet. And he also says there were two victims in this theft, which is Sazerac and the General Wholesale Beer Company. Hmm. How do they not know if it's been recovered or not yet? Yeah. <laughs> <That's a, laughs> well, it's a week later. It was one of those things like, it, I guess maybe it was ma- recovered. but Maybe, maybe it was. put on the police radar and then they're just kind of like making news about it or whatever. But if you had to guess, if it's $70,000 and 21 pallets, that is not what you would call extra p- premium, yeah, high age spirit or anything like that. I mean, my gosh, what's a... What's a pallet of, like, our bourbon go for? I I think it's... Uh, hundred cases? I mean, that would be, like, $16,000, $17,000 okay. a palette, <laughs> Right. So, you're looking at times 21. So, you're looking at something that's probably a sub yeah, it's $30 like bottle. Old Charter, Benchmark, or some low... Coming from Glenmore, I, that's what I, comes, would, that's, I would think it would be Benchmark or something like exactly. that. Exactly. That's what, that's what comes out of Glenmore Distillery, which... It, to be fair, like I used to love Glenmore. Kentucky Tavern was my first yeah, love. KT. Okay that was the home of Kentucky Tavern right there, but it's now just basically doing bottom shelf or it whiskey could be for It's a BOB or something. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. All right. Well, like I said, that was uh, an interesting story to say beyond the least. Yep. From here on out, it's just regular bourbon news. All right. So, Heaven Hill, they are excited to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Evan Williams bourbon experience with a free block party just down the street from the distillery at Repurposed on Main, and this is happening on Saturday, November 18th from 12 to 4 p.m. There's going to be games, local food trucks, live music for everybody to enjoy, plus cocktail and whiskey tastings all offered to those over ages of 21. So just down the street from the Everyone's Bourbon Experience, they will host that open house, and you can peruse the gift shop, purchase a bottle that will be exclusive to the Evan Williams 10th anniversary single barrel vintage. There's also a limited edition 2013 vintage that's bottled at 110 proof that is commemorating the 10th anniversary of the experience's opening on Whiskey Row. Wow, it's been 10 years. They should do pickleball because they have pickleball courts now at that resurface. They do. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be nice to have a thorough a pickleball game or a tournament in there. I would show up for that. I was going to say, I feel like you need to be on the planning party or committee for that one. Yeah, I don't know. i got enough going on. <laughs> like, I know what we need. We need a pickleball tournament. You need to take a shot of 10-year Evan Williams and then play pickleball. That's, I, don't, be perfect. Think, I don't think that only be bad. I mean, hell, what's the golf course, the, uh, the Sweetens Cove does yeah, that today. You got to take true. a shot before you go out there on your first tee. Of Sweetens Cove? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Uh-uh. That's how, that's how like Sweetens Cove started. Like that was their tradition. So that particular golf course, you had to take a shot of bourbon before you teed off your first uh-huh. one. Well, it makes and, sense. And so they just made a bourbon around it. So that's why it's Sweetens Cove Bourbon at Sweetens Cove Golf Course. And now it all starts playing together, huh? Well, we'll do the pickleball one now. Yeah, there you pickleball go. Pickleball Cove. I, we'll just, I don't know, we'll figure out a good name for it. But something that gets people to drink in a shot of pickleball or a shot of pickleball, shot of bourbon before they take place in pickleball. Yeah, I'm all for it. All right. So speaking of, you know, we talked about Sazerac and the one previously, but there's one actually coming in across the street from Sazerac, which is going to be very interesting. So Jay Mattingly, 1845 Distillery, who's created by Jeff Mattingly, and he's a descendant of distilling pioneer John Graves Mattingly, and they have opened their distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. So this new distillery features 20,000 square feet, which includes a gift shop, tasting bar, a small pot still, and a premier custom bourbon blending experience. This was previously located in Georgetown, Kentucky, and this new location at 20 Riley Road in Frankfort, Kentucky, is part of a six million sorry six, $6, $6 million dollar investment, which will also add up to fifty new jobs. The investment is projected to grow as a distillery starts distilling on site and eventually adds a second column still and barrel warehouses on the property. The addition of the column still carries the on the nineteenth century sorry nineteenth century madly innovation of the coffee column still, which is greatly enhances the continuous production of bourbon. One could say Jeff Mattingly has bourbon in his blood. His ancestor, John Graves Mattingly, started his first distillery in 1845. Although the distillery was registered distillery number two, it is widely reported his distillery may have been the first registered distillery in Kentucky. The Mattingly name is so ingrained with distilling that there have been at least nine distilleries in Kentucky in which a Mattingly has had a hand in developing. The family also has connections to some of the most prolific bourbon barons in the industry, including George Carvin Brown the Willett family and the Samuels family, and with Margie Mattingly Samuels creating the iconic Maker's Mark packaging, label, and bottle shape. Today, the current owner, Jeff Mattingly, alongside his son Cameron, carry on the Mattingly family mantle and continue to innovate, much like their ancestors did. Each batch of their flagship J. Mattingly 1845 bourbon is a custom one-of-a-kind blend using a proprietary double stave process to add texture, richness, and depth before it is expertly blended by the production team visitors to the new location in frankfurt will have the opportunity to participate in this state-of-the-art custom blending experience which allows them to blend their own bottle from a combination of hand-selected barrels of kentucky bourbon weeded bourbon or rye whiskey then choose their barrel sorry their bottle customize their label and choose their wax color offering a premium hands-on experience not found at any other distillery yeah i've heard some people go into this they really liked it really enjoyed it and it's really smart to have it across from buffalo trace that's that's the spillover traffic you need And they're like well i didn't get blends i guess i'll go blend the all over jay mattingly but no it's that's super cool it's congratulations them. they've been around on the scene for a while you know they had the bourbon 30 thing kind of going yeah i think the bourbon 30 thing maybe it fizzled out a little bit because i think that was supposed to be like super hyper aged or really only aged for like maybe 30 minutes. I don't really know what it was, but I knew it just and didn't. Ed Bly did some stuff with Jay Mattingly back in the day, right? Well, that's but, where he did his old baldy. Old baldy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottles. That's right, yeah. I remember those were like... They were go, the hotness. <laughs> they, they went crazy on the secondary market for a while, but yeah, super cool for them. Congratulations. I mean, Mattingly is a pretty common name, so I'm not surprised there's <laughs> history in, in Kentucky with that last name, but... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't really know much about the the history behind it. I know that we have heard of the Jay Mattingly name for quite some time in the bourbon circle. So good to see them opening up something around that area. The idea of doing your own custom blending experience, hats off to you. We have thought about doing this, and I just don't see a way that it would work in, in our concept. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to... Maybe go down there and steal some ideas. Yeah, we'll what's to, a what's what a like column coffee still? I don't know. That's that's they put coffee filters and <laughs> yeah, like each tray instead of <laughs> instead of plates. That's what <laughs> it just, is. It's just a bunch of Folgers, just like yeah. you know, little pieces of paper, I like the Keurig mesh baskets to go <laughs> in there. <laughs> that's probably. Probably, actually, it, it's probably way far off. Yeah, it's more advanced than our dumbasses can understand. Eh, it, it is what it is. Yep. All right, let's keep it going here. So Lost Lantern Whiskey Company founders Nora Gainley Roper and Adam Polinski, they're thrilled to announce that they're opening in their independent bottler's first ever tasting room. So it's located in Virgin's, Vermont at 11 Main Street. And the new space will be open to the public on Friday. Well, last last week it was actually open. But it will offer guests the opportunity to taste and purchase bottles of Lost Lantern and represent a wide range of whiskeys from distilleries across the United States. So you can go and you can taste. And they got a rotating menu of flights that will change regularly, each flight featuring four different whiskeys. And there's about, I think, six or seven different flights listed here not going to talk about it, but there's a lot of good stuff there for you to go and check out. I love Vermont, so you put me in whiskey in Vermont. That sounds like a win. I would say they have to close to have the, the market cornered. Like around here, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a tasting room. But yeah. in Vermont, I don't know what it's like to find a, a distillery tasting room, especially around yeah. here. I mean, we, we get the news, but who knows? Yeah, I can't think of, there's, there's the Burt's Beeswax Flat factory up oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's in Vermont. Well, so no, it's Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's is in Vermont, All I right, think. You get your chapstick and your cookies and cream <laughs> and then go get your whiskey. Get your whiskey. What else comes from there? The Green Mountain Coffee, which is now Keurig guns that. But anyways, there's, I like Vermont. Vermont's cool. Right. It's like this cool hippie state that you can do a lot of fun things there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that one. Evan Williams' Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey has announced today that 15 recipients of the American Made Heroes Foundation Fund grants have been awarded. The 2023 Veteran Community Action Grants awarded around $75,000 across the projects that make a meaningful difference in the enjoyment and quality of life for veterans. From training service dogs to professional development, music therapy, and medical care, each program supports giving back to those who served. Now, I wish I could list them all out, but it would take another 10 minutes, but there was, again, another 15 different recipients that each got some portion of $75,000 thanks to Evan Williams bourbon that's cool I love it love supporting our veterans I agree I agree I wish that we had $75,000 we can give out for one of these days one of these days one day we'll be able to contribute right now we're in the the black (laughs) or no not black. the red sorry the red we're we're so far red that it is almost black yeah we need a grant (laughs) It's like I mean I I only know this from watching TV shows or whatever it's like you know it's like you get that that deep blood cut you know it's like you that that really like dark blood like we gotta staple it yeah like that's that's how far in the red we are we're in the flesh <laughs> we're in the fat layer oh even probably further than that I'm, yeah we're we are piercing organs at this point oh boy yeah <laughs> feels like it. It's been a long road, but Alabama's first legal bourbon whiskey distillery attraction, the Kunica Ridge Distillery, is planning for a May 2024 opening as the complex in Troy nears completion. Kunica Ridge Distillery will produce the official state spirit of Alabama, which is Clyde May's Alabama-style whiskey. The Moonshine whiskey was made famous by former moonshiner Clyde May, a native of Alabama. After proudly serving his country in the Army's 77th Infantry in World War II, earning a Bronze Star and a Purple Heart, Clyde May returned to his home in Alabama and became known as one of the most wanted moonshiners in the state. While Clyde May passed away in 1990, his son Kenny May launched the legal Clyde May's Alabama-style whiskey in 2001, and it became the official state spirit of Alabama in 2004. The facility will feature not only the distillery, but also a bottling plant, restaurant, bar, tasting room, retail shop, barrel house to age all the barrels of whiskey. And all that will be part of tours that we featured at the new Kunika Ridge Distillery. Very cool. I do see Clyde and May. They have good distribution. They're like everywhere I go, I see bottles of it. Yeah. I I've never I don't know if I've ever tried it. Have you ever had MGP before? <laughs> so it's one of those, the official state bourbon of Alabama that's made in Indiana. I Almost certain it is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I don't have a bottle around, but I do remember... I mean, they've been around since 2001 without a distillery, now making a distillery. What do you think that adds up to be? Alabama's official state bourbon being made in Indiana. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. (laughs) War Eagle, whatever it is. All right. As Kentucky's bourbon industry continues to grow, advocates for its success are calling on state lawmakers to grant distilleries more ways to get their products to market. Currently, distilleries must partner with distributors to get their products on store shelves, but some places may not be at the production level to do that. Advocates are now asking the state to grant micro distilleries the ability to self-distribute small volumes of spirits. Earlier this year, Kentucky legislature passed, sorry, legislature passed Senate Bill 28, allowing small wineries to small to sell small volumes of wine. And microbreweries were granted the same opportunity in 2021. Now Smaller distillers are asking for the same ability. During an October interim committee meeting in Frankfurt, state lawmakers expressed their support for the rule change, citing it as another way to support the state's bourbon industry. Interesting. So how do they do they put, like, like case volumes or production to qualify, or it's just a very vague kind of... I guess it might be a little vague in regards of, of what it is to say, like, if you're micro, or if you're whatever... And that means they can sell direct to stores, is that what Exactly. So yeah. self-distribute. So you can buy, the stores can buy directly, retailers can buy directly, bars can buy directly. You wouldn't have to actually go through a distributor. And by the way, we love our distributors. Distributors will always play an integral role of making this happen, but you always need that other ability to make it happen. I mean, we have an opportunity here in Louisville to get our product placed on a bar that's pretty close to where we're situated right now except our distributor in the bar they don't meet eye to eye so therefore we can't get our stuff on the menu there so if we're able to self-distribute that problem will be solved yeah that's true and you know a lot of small distilleries as with like the craft breweries most of their 90 percent of the revenues from out of their gift shop and clubs and whatnot so if you're not looking to you know Go with the distributor exclusively. I, I think this makes sense, especially for those smaller brands that just want to kind of get placement here and there, you know. But like you said, distributors, the more I get into this, the more I realize they're they're valuable. There's obviously things with broken in the market, but there's something said about being able to ship all your product to one place and then it goes out instead of having to deal with that store by store here. One customer instead of 100 customers. Exactly. Yeah. The one throat to choke model. That's right. Or people like to say one cash to check or, or, or one check to cash or one hand to give a high five to for a sale. <laughs> <You> know, whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, I do remember in this article it was log still that was actually quoted as a part of this. So oh, they're no. they're a much larger producer than we are too. And they want to self-destruise. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So that's going to do it for the Bourbon News but stick around. We got some Bourbon release news coming up. If you're anything like me every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. shopify.com slash bourbon. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. It is bourbon release news time, talking about what's happening in the world of bourbon news that you can get your hands on, get a sip of and try something new. And so this first one is coming from a Dread River Distilling Company, and they're releasing Master Series Batch 2. It's the most exclusive and limited edition bourbon produced with a little help from the Special Forces friends. After releasing an inaugural Master Series bourbon back in January 2023, the distillery has enlisted help from a different kind of master for round two, United States Air Force Master Sergeant Trey Bruner. Dred River Master Series Batch 2 was selected and bottled by Assistant Master, sorry, Assistant Distiller Trey Brunner, a 20-year US Air Force combat sorry, combat control veteran with eight combat deployments. Brunner comes to Dread River via the Department of Defense Skills Bridge program, which connects transitioning service members with industry partners and real world job experiences. After a grueling two-year training pipeline, the longest of any US Special Operations Force, Bruner's career as a CCT spanned deployments to Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, and beyond. These combat tours saw him attached with teams of America's most elite special missions units, Navy SEALs, Army Green Marets, and so on and so forth. Combat controllers are among the most sought after because they are responsible for communicating with and coordinating air power, all the while integrating into any of the various teams to which they may be attached. Dread River's flagship straight bourbon is the first bourbon distilled in Birmingham in over 100 years. Wait, didn't we just talk about that in the last one about well, Alabama? But, yeah. okay. But they didn't say Birmingham specifically. <laughs> they did the not. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. For the Master Series Batch 2 Bourbon, Dread River transferred the straight bourbon originally aged an American oak cask for one year into a 60-gallon French oak cask for an additional two years. The French oak fin- finishing beautifully rounds out the flavors and provides additional vanilla and caramel flavors. The barrel, the double barrel cask finishing draws out bold qualities. Okay. Mashable is 60% corn, 30% wheat, and 10% malted barley hand-bottled at cash strength, which is 106 proof. Only 500 b- bottles of this will be available, and it will have a suggested retail price of $107. Wow, it's expensive. Well, Judd Rivers' first, the flagship bourbon is the first bourbon distilled in Birmingham in over 100 years. So between this and Clyde Mays, I don't know who to, who to believe. <laughs> Who's got it first? Yeah, I know. But... Well, it's funny you say it's weeded, and I, I meant to ask this when you were talking about the, the, I guess, sales projections. It said weeded bourbon was projected to grow the fastest or whatever? It had the highest amount of continual annual growth rate, correct. Okay. Which I guess, yeah, makes sense. Because weeded bourbon seems like a very small segment of the overall bourbon, so I could see it definitely growing. Weeded bourbon is definitely more approachable, smoother, creamier, softer, but... Yeah, congratulations to them. Thank you for your service. And you do see this trend of a lot of, you know, you have like Horse Soldier and the Hand Barrel, Dread River, all these. I think there was what, four? uh, Four branches. Four branches. I met those guys at Oaks. They're great people. It seems like a a trend, I guess, with former military or Navy, whatever, you know, all the different departments of service that they're pursuing. Finding a niche. Finding a niche afterwards. So it's very cool. To see that absolutely, I I love it, and I know Fred will probably love it too. As another yep, fellow serviceman, veteran as well, veteran. That's a good word. Yep, there, there we go. <laughs> and then I guess since it is past Happy Past Veterans Day, there that's right. There, 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 So we didn't we didn't have last week, so we'll put it out there now. All right. So renowned American whiskey blender Dixon Deadman is now putting out Gem of Kentucky, this premier offering from his award winning two XO or two times oak brand. Jam of Kentucky is the only double-barrel, single-barrel, wait, double-barreled, single-barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey on the market, available just in time for the holidays in its stunning black bottle. Dixon exclusively selected the single barrels from stocks of his high-rye bourbon mash bill, which is around 35%, that spent up to a year in new charred oak before bottling. The differing char levels, he had char 3 and char 4, on the secondary barreling allowed sweet, complex flavors to develop and balance the spicy finish from the high-rye distillate. The Gemma Kentucky has an SRP of $200 and has an annual release and will be available in select markets nationwide. So is it just one single barrel or multiple single barrels? <laughs> it's it's a double, triple single barrel. Is that what it is? Got Well, no, I get the double barrel because that's their thing, but I didn't know if there was like multiple single barrels in this line. Or no, no, it, it? sorry. There is no single barrel in there. Wait, it does. It says the Gemma Kentucky is the only double-barreled Single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey in the market, which that doesn't make sense because Gemma Kentucky has a very, it's a national distributed release. So how is it a double barreled single barrel? Well, yeah, you could just, because you're taking it from one barrel to the next barrel and then that's a single barrel. But once you bottle it, you don't bottle as a single barrel. It's still, it has to be a small batch, right? No, because they're taking it from one barrel, moving it into the new barrel new charred barrel and then that's the double barrel. but it says it's still a single barrel is that is it not an actual single barrel as a, as a single barrel release it's just a well small... that's what i'm asking is if there's multiple single barrels in this or if it's just one single barrel going out to because that would only be oh you there's... know roughly 180 bottles so. yeah no no there has to be there's no way he's putting out something that's only 180. I'll no, ask Dixon. I'm sure there's oh, no, multiple no. It, single barrels. No, it has to be. I think you're getting lost in the double. The, the double, double means they just, you know, it's like double oaked. Yeah, double barreled it. It's so, not. There's not. It's not like Luxrow where they have the double single barrel <laughs> coming together. So you're thinking that he has. Like, if, if this is a nationwide release, there's probably, like, 50 single barrels that were released. And so, on the label- Yeah, just like Henry McKenna or something. You, know, you have so, on the, on the label, it's going to say, hey, like this is barrel five, barrel ten, whatever. Okay. If I had to guess, yeah. If you had to guess. If not, Dexon, we're looking at you now. <laughs> clean <laughs> that, this up. Dexon will clean up. It, <laughs> it's They're all single barrels, I'm sure. Yeah. They're just double-barreled. Double-barrel, single but double barrel But not double-single-barrels, like the Lexro ones. Yeah. <laughs> whatever so 291 colorado's whiskey award-winning distillery celebrates the spirit of innovation with three new limited releases the highly anticipated experimental release of 291 colorado whiskey batch 13 291 12 colorado whiskey which is the 12th anniversary release and batch 2 of the 291 all rye 100 rye malt colorado release the extremely, limit, sorry, the extremely limited release of 12 is only 400, sorry, about 399 bottles. Batch 13 is 291 bottles. And the 291 East Colorado Whiskey Batch 13 is the American Single Malt, which is a unique expression of American Single Malt whiskey that has been distilled with the precision and age for over four years in new American white oak barrels. And the bad guy, which is originally made as an experimental batch, is a weeded four-grain bourbon bottled at barrel-proof. And that's made of corn, malted wheat, malted rye, and beach-smoked barley mash the whiskey is heavier on the sweet side despite it's high proof and the award winning high rye colorado bourbon bottled at 130.2 proof was first created by mistake when a double dose of rye was accidentally added to 291's bourbon recipe rounding out the seasonal favorites yeah so now I think it's actually six so you had like now you have 291 M Colorado whiskey and this expression is now available year-round to its popularity. And that starts as 291 Colorado Barrel Proof Y Whiskey, which is Asian, New American White Oak Barrels, finished with Aspen Staves. I don't even know what the hell I just read yeah. right there. <laughs> this but is... there, was, there was... Okay, I'm I'm like, my memory's jogging. I remember reading this press release. I'm like, how many freaking releases are there? Are there three or there's six in here? And I think there might have been close to six. This is when I'm glad you read these and not me. Because my It was head, all over the place. My head's spinning. I, I don't know what you just said. Yeah, I'm like, how can I lack of a better term distill this down but how can i take the nuggets that really matter and put it into here and it was it was just very hard to read yeah well that those, that those these are those mike myers experiments when he's learning on youtube yeah. you know, how to distill but <laughs> put it a bucket we'll see it happens that's right <laughs> all right so westward whiskey and they're another american single malt they are raised from the elements of the northwest proudly unveils their westward whiskey milestone release And this award-winning producer has launched its first-ever annual luxury release, which will evolve and change with each year. By far the most ambitious, limited, and exclusive whiskey they have ever created, this intricately complex expression is a milestone for Westward and a triumph in American whiskey. Westward Whiskey Milestone showcases verum factum, their maker's knowledge gleaned from years of experience. With Milestone, they have drawn from the old-world winemaking, distilling, and maturation traditions, bringing them to life in an entirely new way, one that had yet to be applied to American whiskey until now. Westward Whiskey Milestone is crafted from 21-barrel Solera system that includes some of their oldest and most precious whiskeys and a long, slow proofing process. Together, these techniques raise the whiskey to showcase the full spectrum of nearly 20 years of expertise and work. Under the guidance of master blender Miles Monroe, the company will draw off a small fraction of this whiskey for each annual release, replacing it with something unique from the Barrel House. This fractional blending and meticulous proofing process will continue year after year. Each custom bottle of Westward Whiskey Milestone is individually numbered and is accompanied with an elegant gift box inspired by the company's Northwest heritage. Each gift box contains an individually numbered bottle and a unique registration code. It's bottled 86 proof and has an SRP of $250 sold exclusively at westwardwhiskey.com. Wow. You know, just when I thought the... The trend of trading down and price tags coming down. We got the $200. We're going go to go it to $50. Yeah. Why not? Why not? But I do like Westward Single Malt. It's one of the few companies that I've kind of enjoyed the single malt expression from them. But they have been fine, kind enough to send us a few and we will be able to taste them as well. Yeah. I want to taste the milestone now. Yeah. A lot of people are doing this Solera type blending process now. Get a Chattanooga's done it. Two hands, big uh, barrel or something, right? Yeah, well, it's like a big barrel that looks like metal, but or it's a big metal barrel that looks big, like a barrel. All right. <laughs> it's a big tote. It's a big tote, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about one more American single malt while we're on here, because as this category heats up, award-winning Frey Ranch Distillery is now entering the market with its limited edition release of Frey Ranch American Single Malt Smoked Whiskey at 110 proof and aged for six years, seven months. Frey Ranch American Single Malt Smoked was produced using 100% of the slow-grown barley that is grown, harvested, and now smoked, and then milled and distilled on the Frey Ranch Ranch Farm. As with all Frey Ranch whiskeys, Frey Ranch American Single Malt Smoked Whiskey is a testament to the Frey Ranch Company founder and whiskey farmer Colby Frey's ingenuity and ability to employ his farming and mechanical acumen when creating new whiskeys. Not only did he grow 100% of the barley used to create the mash bill, but he fashioned the smoker himself. Instead of purchasing an industrial smoker, Colby and Frey Ranch master distiller Russell Wedlake reconstituted a smoker from an old grain silo and a fireplace, allowing the whiskey to be smoked and smoked versus roasted. Additionally, Colby made his own peat from a decomposed plant matter from the farm, pressing it into bread pans and dehydrating it and to properly smoke the whiskey for the desired taste profile. This is going to be available at freyranch.com for $60 for a 375 ml bottle. I thought you were going to say instead of using an industrial smoker, you're going to use a Traeger for something. <laughs> 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 like I look that, at this with peat pellets. <laughs> I look at this and they're like, oh, yes, they did this, did this. I was like, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like guys that are just like trying to just like find shit and build shit and be like, hey, I yeah. think this is going to work. Figure it out. He's a farmer. You know, that's what you do. You just figure it out with what you got. Yeah. Be like, hey, here's a whole, old tin cup. I think we could probably use this for something. Yeah. I mean, Frey Ranch has done, put out incredible offerings. So, they had made everything except smoked. Uh, and then Pete, that's just where, Pete, where uh, it's just, but who knows? Maybe it's good, but there's definitely a market for it. People like Pete and smoke. It's just not for us two sweet corn boys. Sorry. I like you all, but y'all can keep that Pete to yourself. That's right. So the very first black Friday bourbon will be released on black Friday. Great Lakes distillery will be releasing. It's still an Oak black Friday, straight bourbon whiskey finished in Imperial stout beer barrels on black Friday. It's a two-year-old bourbon that was finished with an additional two years of aging in barrels that previously aged Lakefront Brewery's Black Friday Imperial Stout. This very limited release, which will be sold at first at Black Friday at the distillery's Milwaukee Tasting Room, will have a suggested retail price of $80, and after Black Friday will be sold in limited quantities and at liquor stores and other locations. So it's two years old, then age another. So it's four years four old. I guess. It's two and then four-ish. Two and then two. Got it. That's a lot of... A lot of stout taste in there. And to be you like there, stouts. I love my stouts. Right, we get all kinds of stout finished beer sent to us. Whenever I've been like, I really love this whiskey. How many times have I said that? It's been, I don't know, not many. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> zero. Absolutely zero. I have not found one I've liked. Yeah, but there's people that like it. You know, and there's a market out there for it. It's just not us. I don't know if they like it. I think they want to tell themselves they like it. <laughs> well, okay, Kenny, you tell them that they shouldn't like it. <laughs> okay. they Here's the thing is like, sometimes it, it is, it can, it can be, it can be okay. But man, for me, like, I just want my whiskey to taste like whiskey. I love my stouts to have a little bit of whiskey flavor into them, but that's right. because I, that's I'm whiskey first. yeah. And that's, that's the way it is. Like, don't be wrong. I love my stouts, whether they're barrel finished or not. I still love my stouts, but you give me a barrel aged stout, Yeah. I want to get a little bit of whiskey flavor in there, but on the opposite side of that, it just doesn't work for me. I When I'm drinking a, a whiskey that's finished in a stout barrel. I'm not. It seems like too stout overpowers that. it. And- it's not yeah. overpowers. It's just like there's just that that maltiness character to it, yeah. and it just doesn't really for me. It just doesn't translate into the whiskey that I want to drink. Now, don't me wrong. There's plenty of people that are doing it. And that's just that's just how I feel. Yeah. That doesn't mean how you should feel. Uh, exactly. Don't so. let like Kenny tell you how you should feel. So yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of collaborations out there with different breweries and distilleries. So go ahead, give it a go. Let me know if I'm missing out on something. Yep. Broken Barrel Whiskey Company has partnered with Laurel Canyon Spirits to launch Black Heart. Assuming it's Black Heart. This is how it's spelled. Hopefully people don't yell at me again. It's H-J-E-R-T-E. H-J-E-R-T-E? I'm saying heart. I <laughs> I don't know. day. <laughs> All right, so Black Heart is a blended rye whiskey finished in two types of coffee liqueur barrels. The blend features both Kentucky Straight Rye and Kentucky Distilled Light Whiskey, offering a truly exceptional tasting experience. The oak bill, or combination of various barrel staves used during the finishing process, combines barrel-aged Blackheart coffee liqueur staves, which accounts for 66% of the staves, and limited-edition Blood Orange coffee liqueur barrel stage, which is the other 33%. Both are based on Laurel Canyon Spirit's original recipe of French-pressed coffee liqueurs. This expression features a mash bill of 51% corn, 48% rye, and less than 1% malted barley. The liquid is bottled at 107 proof and has a suggested retail price of $100. I like I mean we did a couple of those broken barrel picks. One of them was I think it was like a peach brandy. Oh or, yeah. That one was awesome. Yeah. Apricot brandy. Like Apricot brandy. Yeah. Cool. I really like what they're doing. I think they make good stuff. I, and I love coffee liqueurs, so this was, I'd love to try this one. I think it's really cool. I I mean, I really love their concept. I think what they're doing is truly unique. And when you talk about innovation in the space of whiskey, it's really hard to find somebody that's really doing something different. And Broken Barrel has figured it out. I honestly do. To the point where they are not only just blending a bunch of different types of whiskeys and putting it together in a barrel, but they're literally rebuilding the barrel from all different kinds of stuff. And that's what I think is really cool is that you get to choose... It's really cool. This is like the most labor-intensive process I've ever seen in my life. I Hats off to them because there's no way that I could do it. Yeah. Kenny hates innovation here. <laughs> I don't hate innovation. I just don't want to sit there and rebuild <laughs> barrels, man. I come up with that and he's like, nope, not scalable. Not scalable. No, Can't do it. Can't <laughs> do it. Can't do it. No, but like I said, I, I really love their concept. I think being able to take different barrels and say like, oh, well, we want 30% of this kind of stave and 20% of this one and 60% of the next one and be able to rebuild a barrel and have it hold whiskey. Man alive, like we talk about all the time what it's like for a cooperage to build a barrel, much less to do it re-barreled. And a lot of these things... They're not all just standard fifty-three gallons. Like you've got to make sure that you're buying the right barrels because sometimes a port barrel and a sherry barrel, like they don't come in just regular fifty-three gallons. Yeah. So you have like a crooked, you know, <laughs> looks like a like a jagged picket fence with a yeah. I don't know. Uh, you just yeah, gotta so have a, a good skill saw to match them all up. I would say a lot of woodworking tools around, some yeah. planers and stuff like that. Make it all. Fit Elmer's together. glue. <laughs> <laughs> just a staple gun and some duct tape, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Hirsch is announcing two new limited edition expressions to the fall. And this is the debut of the third edition of the Single Barrel and the second edition of the Single Barrel Double Oak. Each of these expressions are Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys aged in parts not Kentucky. Only 50 barrels of the Single Barrel and 30 of the Single Barrel Double Oaked will be released. Hirsch third edition is the is the Single Barrel is an SRP of $90. Asian New American Oak Barrels with a char number four. This expression consists of two mash bills. You had 70% at 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley, and 30% 30 at 72% corn, 13% rye, and 15% malted barley. These two whiskeys were blended and then put back together in the same barrel to mellow for a year. And the other one has an age, it's had 70% at four years and two months, and 30% at five years and six months. It's 110 proof. And the second edition of the single barrel double oak has an SRP of $150. This is aged eight years in new American oak with a char number four, finished in custom char number one American oak barrels for one year. And so it's actually aged nine years, has a proof of 112.5. So 50 barrels are the single barrel. It is the, capital T-H-E, the single barrel. So they're all the, even though the means one. The, the means one of 50. Got it. Makes sense. Uh-huh. It's marketing in my finest, my That's friend. right. I like it. Yep. So this next one, George Dickel making the news. We haven't seen All this right. in a while. Yeah. They're expressing or er, announcing a new expression of its rare premium new one. And this is Dickel bourbon aged 18 years. So, hailing from the quiet hills of Cascade Hall, the, the long-aging process in the distillery's single-story rickhouse imparted the bourbon with a mellow yet complex flavor. The 18-year expression has a mash bill of 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley. Just in time for the holiday season, consumers can find Dickel bourbon aged 18 years rolling out in select markets across the U.S. for limited time with a suggested retail price of $510. Whoa. Okay. I, that, that was the whole thing about Dickles. They would put out these high Accessible. premiums at lower, cheaper prices, but 500 okay. You just talked about your thing, people trading down. I know. Not for Dickel 18, my friend. No, no. This, this Weekend Bourbon throwing me for a loop. <laughs> you know what I love about this? I don't want to say I love, but it, it does give me some, some thoughts. You know, we have one Dickel barrel still in. Yeah, it's at 19 years old right now. We're not releasing until it hits 20. Yeah. I hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there's whiskey still in it. We I haven't know, really no looked at it any. in a while. I haven't. I think I tried it two years ago, and it was really good. And I was like, oh, let's just forget about it for a couple yeah, more. Forget about it just for a little bit longer. But I had no idea what the fill level is. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we get like nine bottles out of it or something. I know. Then it's really fifteen hundred dollars a piece. I know. We used to have a plethora of fourteen year at a great value of one hundred forty nine ninety nine. We screwed it up, didn't we? Yep. We screwed the pooch. Yep. Y'all should have bought a lot of stuff from us back then. Yep. All right. So one more 18-year release, and this is Heaven's Door. They're announcing their highly anticipated Bootleg Series Volume 5. This is an 18-year-old Kentucky straight – sorry, an 18-year-old straight bourbon whiskey not Kentucky, finished in Spanish vermouth rogue casks, exemplifying the brand's dedication to offering unique and innovative expressions. This annual series, now in its fifth release since debuting in 2019, was meticulously overseen by Heaven's Door master distiller Ken Pierce and master blender Alex Moore they secondarily finished the matured bourbon to create a rich, complex aroma with dark fruit notes. Blah, 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 blah. Balanced flavor profile, blah, 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 blah. blah. It does have a proof of 114, and is a tribute, of course, to Bob Dylan's long-running bootleg series of rare and unreleased tracks that provide a window into the mind of a great artist. The series from Heaven's Door offers rare and unreleased expressions with special blends and barrel finishes that showcase the brand's creative approach to whiskey making. Each bottle is adorned with one of Dylan's original paintings on a handcrafted ceramic bottle and is presented in a bespoke leather journal bootleg volume five showcases dylan's painting titled no vacancies from the beaten path collection the road a recurrent and central theme in dylan's creative journey takes center stage in the painting symbolizing the endless possibilities and adventures that have fueled american art literature and music for generations all right that's a lot to talk about that the 2023 release of the bootleg series volume five is available at heavensdoor.com and select retailers for nationwide at a price of six (laughs) hundred dollars okay didn't we read this one a few weeks ago? Well, it's because we did a Whiskey Quickie that has to be released. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. We tried uh, it. Yeah. You, you want to give a little preview? I think it was really good. It was really good. Yeah, it was, it was it actually was fantastic. Really, it, was, it was stunning, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm just too poor to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I know. We tried it and I was like, ah, oh, man, why do they make whiskey so good, so expensive? I know. I know. It's funny. Everyone in the industry, I'm talking about trying to create stuff to... That's more cheaper, more approachable, but not this week in nope, bourbon. Nope, not this time. <laughs> yep. it, you know what? It only goes up from here. Okay. Here's All our right. last one. So Michter's is celebrating being named the world's most admired whiskey with a December release of one of its rarest offerings ever, Michter's 25-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon. The 25-year Michter's bourbon barrels are personally selected by Michter's master distiller Dan McKee and their master of maturation Andrea Wilson. The suggested retail price of a 750ml bottle of Michter's 25-year-old Kentucky Bourbon in the United States is $1500. Okay. Is this the first time they've done a 25-year-old bourbon? It's usually been American whiskey, right? No, it's been a rye. Oh, right. They've had okay. I think I think they've done 25-year-old rye before. I mean, they had Celebration. Well, it's it's the bronze top. Maybe they've had this before cuz the silver top is I thought it was 20. like American whiskey. No. No, I think it is bourbon. I think it is bourbon. Maybe you're trying to know. fact check me real quick. No, nah. I'm 99 percent sure it is bourbon because it's the copper. Or sorry, it's the it's the bronze top. Yeah, it's definitely bronze top. I don't know, 25 year. Yeah, they definitely had a raw. Yeah, I know they had. Oh, a rye. they had a bourbon too. Sorry. Okay, so they're just bringing it back. Yeah, they can bring it back. I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You think th- you can buy the one from twenty twenty for seventeen thousand dollars? Oh, okay. On Flaviar. <laughs> so, do you think they're underselling themselves at fifteen hundred? <laughs> no, I mean not for me, not for you. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, fifteen hundred. Victor's has been. I mean, what other? was other than Pappy twenty? Or was anyone that was old 25? Well, 25. Eagle Rare 25 is coming out at ten thousand. I guess. Yeah. See. Yeah. So, at fifteen hundred. This is a freaking steal. It's a value. Yeah. In comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, they're still making out pretty good on it, but Yeah, I would I would just add another zero on there and just call it fifteen thousand and call it a day. Some I mean, Bose, that's what Sotheby's gonna get from it. Yeah. From s- some some buzz is gonna pay for it. Might as well just get it. Yeah, it's true. I won't be able to try it. No, no. Or let's go ahead and just- We'll probably send the bottle to Fred and I'll see it is. <laughs> I think that's how I tried the last 25 years. It was sitting on his desk and I was like- Can I- Can I try can it? It? he's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, must be nice, Fred, just have 25-year-old Nictor sitting there. We'll just pop it over his place then. Yeah, it's it's a mess over there. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you think we have a lot of whiskey to go through. That man, I don't know. Oh, gosh, yeah. He he needs a Dewey Decimal System. He, he needs- He needs a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, that's it. That's this week in Bourbon. All right. That was a good one. Oh that was a full hour's worth. Yeah. Getting all those holiday bottles out. Yeah, it's it's about that time. Start thinking about cards. Yeah. Buy your boss something real nice. Thinking about what you're gonna get your your loved ones and everything like that. And don't forget. There's also great barrels that are coming from us at Pursuit United, and we got more things to come out. We actually just had our Pursuit United Double Oak label approved this week, oh, so yeah. look forward to that hitting the market soon. Yeah. We don't have any press releases or anything to talk about there, but make sure you pay well, attention to that. We will. We'll throw it into GPT, see what it spits out. Yeah, it'll it'll be amazing. It'll <laughs> yeah. probably be something like space wise. Like we'll just go ahead and like run with it. Kenny telegraphed the blend to Master Blender Ryan down below the gully. Had him perfectly craft each barrel to double oak. I don't know. That's I mean, it's pretty close, but I'm going to actually put my AI engine that's going to make it better than what you just said. I know. I was just being facetious. You tried. Yeah, I I tried. All right. Well, make sure you pay attention to stuff that we're coming out with Another more releases that'll be coming out or should I say just more news coming out that will be opening up our facility for visitors very soon. So make sure you check out pursuitspirits.com and you'll see a visit us button, but it'll be another week or two. So just make sure you just just keep your keep your fingers ready at the click button. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Keep your fingers ready. Yeah, that's that's I could. That's the best they came up with. It's the best they can do. Well, but that's gonna be it, everybody. Well, cheers, and we'll see you next time. Toodles.